My natural hair color is getting darker and darker. Is that right? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. But also silver. Yeah, oh my gosh. I have yes. lots of gray hairs. Me too. But the hairs that aren't gray are just getting darker. Huh. Mm -hmm. I, I used to be blonde. Not the no hairs more. on my head that aren't silver are just falling out. Oh. So well. that was, that's pretty good. I'm an only going to have gray hairs and in spotty patches all over just, my... Just one or two strands of mm -hmm. gray hair. I'm going to start like... um. Like Smeagol. Like Smeagol. Exactly. <laughs> With you, the sun is shining 24 7. Because when we're together, it feels like we're in heaven. If it will get dark, you'll be my million stars. I know I can leave. Welcome to episode 13 of Delete This History, a podcast by two besties of a certain age searching for answers. We're your hosts, Bria Brown and Kara Birch. Hello. What's up, girl? Mm-mm-mm. It's beautiful outside. It really is. It's we, perfect. Wish we could do this outside. Um, it'd be loud. It'd be so loud. You'd have to edit all that out. All the people with their coal rolling, big pickup trucks, <laughs> motorcycles, purple Volkswagen bugs. I was next to a guy on the way here at a stoplight, and his radio was bumping so, so much. It was vibrating my rear view mirror yeah what in the world because everybody wants to hear that hey dude 1994 called yeah and not only that but how is that pleasant he had a passenger and they were trying to talk to each other huh i'm not even kidding you oh my gosh you guys are smrt <laughs> that's ridiculous it is ridiculous i <laughs> speaking of loud coal rolling trucks. Unbelievable. <laughs> it was just... You know what? I get annoyed when my car is like... <laughs> when it hums and makes the angel sound when I back up or when I'm just idling. It, it kind of annoys me. I'm, oh. like, I'm like, why? Why does it have to make noise? Well, I don't know. I kind of like it. I liked it at first, but now I'm kind of self-conscious about it because I've had a lot of people stare at me when I when it happens. Just tell them to mind their own business. <laughs> Just say, at least I'm not thumping my radio. And I'm trying to save the environment. That's right. Um, I got a cat update. <gasps> Excellent. She says they are 10% more cuddly since we were there. Whoa. I got a picture from her yesterday. By the way, it's colder there than it is here. Ten percent. I know. I was I was laughing at her. Um, I would like to see the graph that they yep. uh, used to determine that mm -hmm. information. How cold is it in Charleston, Bria? Um, yesterday, or well, this week, it's been in the high thirties overnight. Whoa! And like fifty-five during the day. <laughs> and I told her, "Well, it's warmer here." Oh my gosh! So she said, "Your babies miss you." They're they're in your spot Aww. on the chaise long. That's a lot of cuddling happening right there. I know. I said you even got Jasper to cuddle mm -hmm. with you, and they're so close together. Mm -hmm. They're normally like, oh, mm -mm. Boo and Jasper, ten percent more cuddly. Aren't they adorable? Um, it makes for good podcasting when I show you pictures. <laughs> so I'll post it online. Yeah, I do. How was your week? That's a really great question. You know what? I had a pretty good week, actually. 
I had a pretty good week. Well, that's good. Yeah. We went to a popular neighborhood for Halloween. Yes. How did that go? It was fun. It was cold that was it, night. Was it? Yeah. I can't really When remember. we left, it was like 33 degrees. Oh. They had little, um, like, not bonfires, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Fire pits. Yes, little fire pits going. So we sat by a fire pit and just watched the thousands of children in their costumes. That neighborhood is crazy. It was. Well, and the folks who live there said that because it's so cold, it's not nearly as busy as it normally is. And it it tapered off about an hour earlier than they were expecting. Yeah. So it was just so cold. Um, so I was trying to spot a theme for this mm-hmm. year, like popular it was in that neighborhood, bananas. There were a lot of bananas. Bananas? Yeah. <laughs> Lots of bananas. Weird. I Amazon saw... must have been pushing the banana costumes. But there were some excellent costumes. Oh, that's good. That was the best part, was just watching all the kids um, dressed up in costumes. and so, Oh, my gosh. Some Minecraft costumes. They were dressed up as the little... Pixelated things. Block people yeah. and... It was fun. We had one trick-or-treater. Just one. Quinn. A family member. <laughs> and I didn't see her. Oh! What happened? Well, Peyton was in charge of handing out candy. He was bummed about it, too. He was like, oh, well, I guess I'm too old to go trick-or-treating now, so I have to hand out candy. And I was like, okay, I'm happy about it. So, but anyway. did he want to go trick-or-treating? Mm, not really. Oh, okay. But I think it's just one of those... Rites of passage. Oh, he's bummed. He's just a little bit bummed. Tell him that there were straight up like 16, 17, 18 year olds in this neighborhood trick-or-treating. Nobody cares, Peyton. Just go trick-or-treating. So he was handing out candy. I was listening to a podcast in my room. Clint was in the shower. Mm -hmm. So it was after dinner, you know. And I heard the knock at the door. Yeah. And I just thought they were standard trick-or-treaters. Yeah. Because I didn't hear any conversation, you know, like it would be if you handed out candy or whatever to a stranger. And later, when we didn't get any more trick-or-treaters, Peyton came into my room and I said, did we just get one trick-or-treater? Was that it? And he was like, yeah, just Quinn. And I said, what? Why didn't you come and get me? And he said, oh, Caleb said he didn't want to bother you. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) So I didn't... (laughs) Even leave my bedroom when my granddaughter came over (laughs) to trick or treat. Wait a second. Wait a second. So Peyton answers the door. Yeah. It's family. Yeah. He gives him some candy and shuts the door. I guess they came in. Oh, because I was listening to a podcast and Clint had the shower running and everything. I guess I just, I didn't hear the conversation happening. Well, no, you were listening to a podcast. I can't believe. And I believe, wasn't expecting them that early. I can't believe nobody came to get you. So then. Oh my gosh. And this was like at nine o'clock when Peyton told me. So I texted Caleb. I said, Peyton just told me that you guys came over and nobody came and got me. Can I have a picture? Yeah. And Caleb texted me the next morning. When he got up for work and he said, classic Peyton, he said that you wouldn't want to be bothered. (gasps) (laughs) So they're both blaming each other. Oh, my word. That, oh, my word. Ask Quinn what was said. She'll tell you. Oh, my gosh. Which one said, don't bother BB? So she was a pumpkin. Aw. Pumpkin with a winter hat on. Aw. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> Cold pumpkin. But anyway. That is hilarious. And you know what? Kind of not surprising. You guys. Oh, my gosh. It's just. My family is so weird. The communication in your house cracks me up. She Come didn't want to be bothered. <laughs> it's BB time. I said. Don't you dare go I in said, there. is that the vibe I give off that I just can't be bothered? I must be like the biggest monster. They must think I'm just the scariest person or something. Don't interrupt mom's podcast listening because she only does it 23 hours a day. (laughs) I can't believe Quinn didn't ask to see you. I want to see Bibi. I want to show Bibi my costume. She might still be mad at me because I kept telling her no about candy last week when we were watching football because she would have sat by that candy bowl and ate the whole thing. (gasps) So then last week when they were over, I said two Kit Kats and that's it. She was not happy. She threw a fit, and I was persona non grata. <laughs> As I said, no. And when BB says no, BB doesn't go back on it. Yeah. Well, you can't. So yes, we we just got through Halloween. Everybody, it'll be mid November by the time you hear this. Yeah, we're streaking into Thanksgiving. That's right, Kara. Yo, what are we really here for? Well, we're here to talk about um, our search histories for the week. And we're going to start that out with the reading of the lists. Yes. All right. I get to go first this week. It's Weirdo Week. <laughs> and it's episode 13. Ooh. Here we go. My list for this week. All right. She's about to laugh. Quentin Tarantino, feet obsessed. How do you cheer for a team in German? Yakuza's RG3 Harry Potter. Okay. I only have four this week. That is an interesting list you have there. Um, My other searches were not interesting enough to talk about. All right. All right, here's my list. Cigar Store Indian. Colorado Funeral Home. Who's saying, girlfriend? (laughs) How could you let him treat you so bad? What is an OBE given by British royalty? And what are moon gels? Oh. That's it. Okay. Now it's time to play a little game we like to call... (gasps) Search Me! Where we each pose one question to each other and see if we can answer based only on the reading of the lists. Yes. Kara, today you're playing for this duo of (laughs) fall pictures. Oh. I bet those were created by your two little hands. They were. They're adorable. They came straight from my head into your house. Oh, I know exactly where I could put those. You know what? Those would even be perfect for work, too, because I have a little fall decor going on at my desk. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have a giant ceramic pumpkin cookie jar Oh man. with the Packers logo on the front of it. People are giving me so much crap about it. Oh, that's fun. Somebody came down the hall and said, you need to get your money back for that pumpkin. That's the worst Chiefs logo I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) That was really funny. We had a good laugh out of it. What's my question? Your question. Which of my searches this week somehow made me laugh out loud in the middle of one of the worst Chiefs performances I've witnessed since the Matt Castle era? (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Matt Castle. But your football was bad. Man, that was a bad game. Kara, it was terrible. While you're thinking about it, mm-hmm. let me just say that we're spoiled. It's like having been a, a Green Bay fan for a long time. Yes. 
I used to say this to Green Bay fans back when Kansas City wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. And, because well, she said it. And, and then great. Mm-hmm. But I used to say to green bay fans that they were spoiled because anytime they would lose a game (laughs) it was it was like it was the end of the world it's because we're not used to losing right and now i know how they feel (laughs) because it stinks it does stink and and if it's an embarrassing loss it really stinks and it was embarrassing that was that game i don't even there are no words that first of all well do you want to talk about this now you want to talk about it later i have a couple of comments um, let's let's answer the question first. Okay. Okay. So, w- what search made me laugh out loud while I was watching that game? Well, I've narrowed it down to two. Can you send me some m- mental vibes? Um. Yeah. Hang on a second. How do you cheer for a team in German? Damn it. No. <laughs> it was the feet, wasn't it? No. Oh, those were the two I narrowed it down to. It's RG three Harry Potter. Why did that make you laugh? Have you looked up this picture? Of RG3. I don't even know what that is. Dressed as Harry Potter. What's RG3? Okay, Robert Griffin III. Who's that? Remember, he was a football player. He was like a phenom Uh in college, and then he played for the then Redskins. No, I don't know who this guy is. He was drafted by them, and he was amazing. Okay. But he did not do well in the NFL. Oh, shoot. He got hurt, and then he got kind of shuffled around uh, a little bit okay but now he's a commentator oh for college football okay and they dressed up that the saturday before halloween and he dressed up as harry potter <laughs> kara first of all should i look it up right now yes okay he's adorable second of all he looks so proud of himself as the boy wizard in the picture i saw anyway what made you look this up because <laughs> somebody mentioned i think it was caleb his hair his hair I think Caleb saw it on Twitter or something. <laughs> the goatee. <laughs> oh, shoot. And I love that Harry Potter continues to be so popular around Halloween with the costumes because they're such great characters oh and they're such gosh. fun costumes. Oh, crap. That is funny. You're right. He looks really proud. Oh, my gosh. He's so proud of himself. It, the hair, the wig is killing me. But then he's got that little goatee. Yeah. Oh, shoot. That's funny. And he's just adorable. He's adorable. <laughs> so anyway, that made me laugh really hard. Um, well, I'm glad you had a good laugh in the middle of that disaster. It was, it was terrible. And Clint was taking it personally. Well, listen. And it's not even his favorite team. Mahomes he, should never have played, first of all. He was so mad. And I was just like, listen. It's just a bad game. Like, yeah, first of all, it's just a bad game. It's a trap game, even though it's a division rival. And those tend not to be trap games because you take them seriously because it's, you know. It, what do you mean it, a trap game? Like They went into it thinking it would be easy? Yes. Okay. You don't take the opponent seriously enough and you don't prepare well. You just kind of underestimate your opponent. I think Mahomes shouldn't have played at all. And at the very least, taken him out at halftime. He, you could tell his brain was not in the right place. He just wasn't, he wasn't thinking straight. Well, he was sick. I know, that's what I mean. He shouldn't have even been playing. Yeah. They should have said, uh, Andy Reid. Uh, this is what Andy Reid sounds like. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, I'm going to bench you. And then Patrick would have thrown a fit because, you know, he's mm-hmm. that guy. I can do it. I can do it. And Andy said, I need you to do well for the next game. Oh, you sit down and eat these nuggies. Yeah, eat these nuggies. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that commercial. Anyway, yeah, it was a mess. It was. It Do was you terrible. remember at the toward the very end when he turned around and ran into his own player like a freaking Keystone Cop? Yeah, it's like it was. So it was bad, bad game, um, a bummer. But that did that was a bright spot in it. It made me laugh. So um, I'll try to remember when this the week that this episode airs to put that as part of our social media. Okay. So yeah. Good. Good idea. Get a picture of that so people can see it. All right. If they don't feel like looking it up themselves, but it's just funny. It is funny. That's a right. good search. What's my question? All right. Well, first of all, I've been waiting to give you this gift for a while because I got it. Not a gift. This is not a gift. You have to earn this. Right. This is a prize. You got to earn this. I've had it since before we went to South Carolina and it didn't come in in time to get the episode recorded before we went to South Carolina. So I had to wait, but it's here for your enjoyment. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. It's a t-shirt. Oh yeah. And it's especially for Bria. Really? Yes. (laughs) It says, space is dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Space is dumb. I probably won't wear that outside the house. Of course you won't. This is an inside the house t-shirt. I don't want people to think that I'm that kind of person. Because I know it's important. Bria thinks space is dumb. It's just boring as hell to me. Space is dumb. (laughs) Oh, crap. Oh, my gosh. Where did you get that? Where else but Etsy. You had someone make yeah, it? Yeah, I just told someone I need a t-shirt that's this pretty blue <laughs> with the words space is dumb on it, and they obliged. Excellent. Okay, how am I going to win this? It's so soft, too. I it's can't a super wait. soft shirt. All right, the question is, mm-hmm. and I think you're going to get this because it's kind of a softball because I want you to have this shirt. <clears throat> I'm ready. Which of my searches has the highest odds of becoming a documentary that you will watch someday. Colorado Funeral Home. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Because I already know about this. I figured you did. <laughs> because I told Colin about it as soon as I learned about it. When did you learn about it? Uh, I saw it as soon as we got back from South Carolina. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't remember. I think I was looking for chief's news or i was looking for the weather on my phone and when i you know when i right swipe it tells me all the things it thinks i want to know and so it's usually weather chiefs or something like that true crime yes well this is a true crime it's horrendous terrible so for those of you that don't know and i don't know how anyone doesn't know about this yet there's a place a funeral home in colorado called return to nature and it specializes in green burials. Yep. And so um, you have to have, a bo- if you want a body buried, it has to be buried within 24 hours, and it's chemical-free, which is allowed in Colorado. I don't think that's allowed everywhere. Uh, I also learned that Colorado has, like, the lowest amount of oversight of funeral homes, which, hey, Colorado, maybe rethink that. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of how this skirted by, honestly. Yes. So then if uh, at this particular funeral home, if you're wanting your um, loved one cremated, they will also do that for you. Um, But something happened and they stopped the cremations for, oh, approximately three to four years. Oh, my gosh. So I couldn't find anything super, super recent. Most of the facts about this that have been gathered so far were within the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I did find um, 
one article that was updated two days ago. It didn't give a lot of information, but it was the Daily Mail online. A neighbor to this funeral home called the authorities and said, hey, there's a pretty bad smell next door. Yep. That's the first sign always. Uh Uh-oh. Law enforcement showed up and they were so overwhelmed with the amount of bodies that were being improperly stored. Um, They actually ended up bringing in specialists, um, for example, like when 9-11 happened and you had multiple um, bodies. There's a way to deal with that and there's, you know, there's proper ways of... And Mass have, casualties is what I'm trying yes, to say. Yes, and they have to wear, Yes, they have to be fully suited up yep. and all that stuff, yeah. At this point, this is what I found recently. The El Paso County Coroner's Office, they've identified almost all of the remains at this point. And this article interviewed a couple of people. A woman that they talked to, her mother had passed away from COVID three years ago. And she had been given a bag of ashes, but they found her mother's remains amongst all of these bodies in this funeral home. So she's going to have to have these ashes tested. She's convinced that it's just like cement dust. But this whole situation to me is so messed up. It could be another person. Right. I mean, she doesn't know. Right. So everyone, all these families that got ashes saying, yep, here's your family's ashes. They're going to have to all be tested to see if it's... A, a human, and if so, who is it? Right. I mean, they won't be able to tell from that, but... No, but they'll be able to tell, if, hopefully, human. I think so. I don't know. Maybe not. I didn't even think about that. You know, one one person they interviewed said he was even charged an additional $85 as a COVID upcharge fee to dispose of the body properly because of, you know, we didn't know much about COVID at that point, and everybody was terrified, but... They found his father's remains there, not cremated. This isn't the first time that this has happened in, no. this, in this country. And not, even it, in Colorado, I found multiple yeah. articles about Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's happened out in California a few <sighs> times. In those cases, it was something like the oven broke mm-hmm. and they just didn't have the money to get it fixed. But if you're taking in money... For burials, what are you spending it on? If not to maintain your equipment and fix the equipment. And and also, if your equipment is broken, stop taking customers. Stop taking the bodies. Can you believe that? So when I first read about this, I found a piece of information that said that they don't do the cremations themselves. They had another company doing it. And that company had cut them off because this funeral home wasn't paying bills. Right. Now, I haven't been able to find that information again. So that may have been speculation, false information. I don't know. And maybe it's been pulled. I think that that's what I saw in the story that I read as well, that they weren't actually cremating the bodies on site. Right. Yeah, it was being handled by another right. company taking the and remains. And they just stopped subcontracting. Yeah. That. They were like, "We're not. We're gonna. Work, we're not working with you then anymore. You, stop taking bodies. Well, stop taking bodies. A and B. What's the end game here? Right. So let's say that you're gonna scam people, and you're still gonna take their bodies. Then you better figure out a way to bury them. Or dispose, even if it's like a mass grave in the backyard or whatever. But I mean... You don't end up in this situation and be right in the head. I get... Yeah. I. It's, These two it's somehow horrific. convinced themselves that this was the right thing to do. 
I just, we'll I just am, keep stacking them up. I It'll have be fine. so many questions, <laughs> and no arrests have been made just yet. How? I know. I don't understand that. Because if nothing else, it's abuse of a of a corpse. Exactly. And surely Colorado has that law. I would hope so. A class action lawsuit has been filed. But that should be happening after a criminal, after criminal charges are filed. You shouldn't have to leave this up to the victims to sue these people. I'm agreeing with you. They yes. should be punished by the state. So part of the article I read said right now, the priority for everyone is just notifying the families of, you know, yes. you know what we found. Mm-hmm. Your loved one is amongst... Blah, blah, blah. So, but I mean, that's, those are two separate entities. So I would think law enforcement would be, I mean, something's got to be happening with these people. It's got to be a federal offense as well. The FBI is totally involved in this. Uh, I think they were pulled in immediately, actually. Anyway, that story. It's messed up. It's so messed up. Um, Here's your t-shirt. So every time you wear it, every time you wear it, think of Colorado Funeral Home. It doesn't smell like a corpse, so that's mm. good. How do you want to have your body taken care of after you pass I'm, away? I'm planning to be buried. Are you? But, like, cardboard box, folks. Let's not put a lot of money into this. Like plywood? I don't need nothing fancy. Oh, you don't even have to, like, particle board would be fine. <laughs> but if you're, if you are embalmed, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it has to be in it a has to sealed. Be in a, like steel or something. Uh, it's probably steel. No, I think it's steel. I think you're right. I would like to either be buried or put on the body farm. Oh. Where they study yeah. how bodies react in different situations so yeah, that yeah. they can learn how to estimate time of death and things like that. Or I would like to be planted as a tree. Oh, how do you do that? Well, it's like a company kind of like this one that got in trouble where they put your body like in a burlap sack oh and you're like a bulb yes and you're part of the soil yes and you fertilize the tree that's kind of fun i want that i don't i don't want to spend a bunch of money on a place where nobody's going to ever come visit i'm putting up a giant headstone for you when you're gone <laughs> a monument yes like a just put it next to the tree like a plinth <laughs> put it next to the tree and totally okay defeat the purpose of <laughs> of what my last wishes are all right fine i won't i won't put up a giant monument i'll just come and cry on your roots good good where do you want this tree i don't care you don't care wherever it's needed the most maybe out in california okay to replace some burned down trees that's a good idea. I'll tell you what, if I'm still alive and Sean and I have bought land, we'll plant you in our field. I'm going to go take a walk and see Bria. Tree Bria. <laughs> what was the other thing you said? Oh, the... The body farm. Well, which would you prefer? Because we're going to need to know. Mm, I think I prefer the tree. Okay. But the body farm would be cool. Are you an organ donor? Yes, I am an organ donor. Me too. Now that we've shared our final wishes with each other, mm-hmm. would you like to share... Some history? Absolutely. All right. Here's our shared history. I'm going to start out with Yakuza's. Yes, please. Basically, a Yakuza is a member of the Japanese mafia. Oh, I thought it was a piece of fruit. Nope. 
this search stemmed from the dollop. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm just so obsessed. <sighs> I know. I'm obsessed. It's all right. They are so funny, and I'm and I love American history. So there we go. There was this episode about a high roller, this Japanese guy, who used to nearly bankrupt casinos playing baccarat. Whoa. Of all things. Which I learned is a card game, but it's it's like a 50-50 kind of chance game. Okay. So the odds are pretty even with the player and the house. Okay. It's basically like a coin toss with cards. Yeah. This guy had ties to the Yakuza who are also known as the Gokudo, the Bori Yokudan, or Ninkyo Dantai, depending on the source. Okay. Members are primarily Japanese, but occasionally Korean and Japanese-American, and there are currently more than 11,000 members in this transnational gang made up of multiple syndicates. Okay. They are collectively and most commonly called the Yakuza. All right. And Yakuza's are the members. They control businesses through gambling and loan sharking and are also involved in drugs, smuggling, and pornography. It's not illegal to be a Yakuza, and the relationship between the Yakuza and Japanese police is a complicated one, according to (laughs) Britannica.com. Okay. This may be because they are given credit for keeping violent crime low in the country, Ironically, because there are no random small-time criminals roaming around pulling guns on citizens and tourists. So they kind of control the crime because everyone's afraid of the Yakuza. Like, everything in Japan is some syndicate's turf. And so you don't just have random small-time muggers and things like that Hmm. because the Yakuza keep it under control. And they only target the people who, you know, have loans that are due or okay. haven't paid for their drugs or whatever. Hmm. So they kind of help police <laughs> in that way okay, by keeping the crime low. Anyway, this Japanese gambler dude made his money as a loan shark, and the bulk of the dollop episode focused on how idiot Donald Trump invited this guy to his Atlantic City <laughs> casino, <laughs> despite knowing how successful he was, because Trump thought it would be good publicity. Okay. It was. A lot of people showed up to watch this guy win a crap ton of money. Oh, my gosh. And Donald Trump lost his shirt. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And then, as we all know, Trump's casino later went bankrupt, and he had to sell it. But he's a very successful smart man. (laughs) (laughs) Derp. He's the best. Isn't he? He has all the words. He does. My sources were Wikipedia, Quora, Office of Justice Programs, and Britannica. Okay. Yakuza. It was a little bit of a rabbit hole, but... And it wasn't even the the focus of that episode, but they mentioned it like everybody was supposed to know what that was. They didn't even explain. Oh, yeah. It was just said kind of like, like you would say, the mafia. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, I have no idea what that is. Interesting. I wouldn't have known. I seriously thought it was a fruit when you said that, because isn't there like a spiny fruit that starts with the Y that's Japanese? Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe. I think there is. Search for next week. <laughs> uh, just an aside, Peaky Blinders, they have now gotten involved with the American Mafia. Oh, yeah. That's right. That was the last season, right? Nope. Oh, I thought it oh. was the last season. That's when I they came the to America. Season? Oh, no. They're not in America yet. The American Mafia came to them. Oh. 
Well, because they killed someone they loved. Yes. The Peaky Blinders killed someone they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No spoilers for yep. those of you who are seven years behind. Oh, God, this show. I know. It's dragging, isn't it's it? It's dragging. That's why we Just didn't like, watch the last season. How can we make this more fantastical? Every episode starts with a slow-mo walk of mm-hmm. the whole family down the middle of this <laughs> Um, their factory. It's like, oh my gosh, who is writing this? Can you not think of anything different to shoot? Oh, we're going to slow-mo walk now. Look how badass we are. Anyway. What's your first search? (laughs) All right. So my first search is Cigar Store Indian. And the reason I searched this is because you and I were questioning why there was an Indian on the smoke and brew sticker. Mm -hmm. I mentioned it to Sean. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I'm guessing that since they consider themselves a smoke shop, that's probably why they have an Indian on their sticker, their logo, because there used to be cigar store Indians out front of tobacconists. Oh, yes. So that is ringing some bells. Card, it's like a large, well, mm-hmm. life-size carved wooden Native American. Correct. And I was like, oh, I bet you're right. They were primarily used as advertisements. So you have this large carving out front, and it's telling people who are illiterate that this particular store is a tobacconist. You can come in here and get yeah. um, your smoking products. Because Native Americans introduced tobacco to Europeans. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Most Europeans at the time had never seen a Native American. And so they were carving based on just what other people told them that how they looked. <laughs> and they actually skewed more toward African Americans. Oh. So some of the very early ones, like around late 1600s, they look more like African Americans than they do Native Americans because lots of the carvers had never even seen the wow. person that they're trying to carve an image of. And not only that, but they make it sound like all Native Americans look alike. Yes. Like all the tribes have the same features and everything yes. you read about this is just, you're just so cringing wrong. the yeah. whole time. Um, most of the people that were carving these had lost their jobs carving um, the mastheads on ships. So that was primarily their job. But as the shipping industry in the, in the Americas kind of died off, they were looking for other work. And mm-hmm. so they got jobs carving these cigar store Indians. Um, so <laughs> that happened. White people um, are so amazing. So these uh, figurines began disappearing um, in the 20th century. Um, and it kind of started with sidewalk obstruction laws. In 1911, people started passing laws saying, you can't put crap on sidewalks. People can't walk through here. Mm-hmm. So they had to start pulling them off sidewalks. And then it got very expensive to manufacture these. I mean, can you think about trying to carve? They wanted them to be life-size. So, I mean, that takes a lot of work to carve something that looks and is Mm life-size. So manufacturing costs went up. Then there began to be restrictions on tobacco advertising. At that point, they weren't using it because people were illiterate. It was kind of a tradition Mm -hmm. or a decoration Mm -hmm. Um, But as tobacco advertising started to get, um, you know... um, More restrictive. Yes, exactly. People just started getting rid of them. We're like, well, 
I don't, I'm just not going to keep this thing around. Um, Then finally, people started saying, you know what? This is maybe a little, maybe insensitive. (laughs) And Native Americans started to speak up a little bit about like how insulting it was. Yeah. Um, So a lot of these were put into museums. And then a lot of them were destroyed during both world wars as they were doing scrap drives because they needed the wood. And I learned that many of these were put together, like they would carve the body Mm -hmm. um, and then the arms were attached later, like with large um, screws or, and bolts and things Mm -hmm. like that. And so they were breaking them up to get the metal out of them for scrap drives. And then the wood was just being used to burn and stay warm. Yeah. So a lot of them were destroyed during the, both world wars because of that. Okay. So, Smoke and Brew uses the Indian chief. The profile. Profile mm-hmm. on their logo. Mm-hmm. Is that why they're using Is that it? A, it's, so it's a nod to that tradition. That's what I'm guessing. Okay. But it's pure speculation. Maybe they've been around for so long that they used to have one of those and... Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. So anyway. It is really hard for me to believe that anyone in South Carolina or in the South would be insensitive to another race. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Or anyone in America, period. I know. I mean, sorry, you guys, but you don't have the monopoly on racism in the South. Above the Mason-Dixon line, there are racist people. What? I yeah what's your search your next one before i go to my search speaking of native americans yeah on yours and sonia's recommendation i am reading (gasps) killers of the flower moon oh are you enjoying it so far yes it's not what i expected though same i it wasn't what i was expecting either i was i was expecting a more narrative Mm -hmm. book like a story yeah like a novel and it's more of like a Nonfiction telling. It's like an accounting of yes, the events. Correct. Which actually, it took me a little while to get into that, but then once I did, yeah, I sucked in. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good, and it's very interesting and mm-hmm. so sad. It's so like it's just deplorable. I. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just and it just gets worse. Oh, so I know. Just, I'm hanging just in. Hang on. Um. It, yeah. There's there's been some criticism about the movie that. It's been whitewashed. Yeah. That's I don't know. I haven't shocking. seen it. Shocking. I am, I am going to watch it. I can't believe it. That never happens. <laughs> Very rare. Uh, anyway. Uh, well, I'm glad you're reading it. It's, um, it is a, it's a worthwhile read. I'm into it. I was thinking, hey, it's a departure from my cozy mysteries. But then I'm like, it's still about murder. It, it very much is. I'm such a one-dimensional person. Anyway. Well... <laughs> You like what you like. I like what I like. I like history and I like murder. So this is this the one perfect ticks book all the, for you. All the boxes. <laughs> My next search: Quentin Tarantino feet obsessed. Okay. I was watching a YouTube video on one of my favorite channels, Weird History. Yes. And the video had nothing to do with Quentin Tarantino. Okay. It was about revealing the tricks behind magic tricks, and they were describing the zigzag box. Okay. And that's where you put an assistant in a box with only their face, hands, and feet showing. 
and then they insert blades into the box, Mm -hmm. and then they shift the box sideways, and there's that gap of space in the middle, like, Uh ooh, we took out their torso. Uh Okay, so they were showing how that's done, and how the assistant has to be thin and flexible, and they fit inside the negative spaces left inside the box. Okay. So that when it shifts, they're just kind of like contorted inside the box. So that's still their feet at the bottom? So it's still that's still all their stuff. How? Well, I'll watch the I'll Be- watch it. Because they're 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 still inside the box. They've just moved their body sideways. But like, what about when they pull the box apart? That wasn't part of that the That wasn't part of the This is a different trick. This is a simpler version of that. Are they standing that. up? Is that what this is? Yes. Okay. I'm picturing it them lying You're down. Picturing the lying down when they pull they the box pull the apart. box apart. Don't know. Can you please check into that one? I'd like <laughs> no, to know how that works. You can search that one. <laughs> okay. So they were describing the body parts that remain showing during the trick, and the narrator of the video said something about a foot sticking out at the bottom. <laughs> and they he said, "quote to keep Quentin Tarantino <laughs> interested." <laughs> and I was like, Gross. I was like, oh what? What? Yeah, it turns out I'm like one of the only people on the planet who doesn't know that Tarantino has a foot fetish. I don't know that. And he talks about it a lot. And the people who work with him talk about it a lot. In all of his movies, there are multiple shots of bare feet. Now you'll notice. Oh, crap. So I just had to include this as one of my searches because I know how much you love feet. Ah, it's my favorite part of the body. Feet are so great. But feet are interesting. Like, I don't have a foot fetish, but I find it interesting how different feet can look on different people. Yes. Like, why? Like, hands look a little different per person. Sure. You know, but... But hands are like, mm-hmm. why are feet so different? I why don't, don't know. our feet look like our hands? I, ugh, ew, I just got it. Sorry. Ugh. But you know what I mean? Like, why aren't feet, why are feet so individual yes. to people? Okay, here's, I'm going to take a stab at this. Okay. Here's my theory. <laughs> All right. It's because we walk on them and everybody's body is different. Mm-hmm. And somehow, your foot, I think, as you grow up, because mm-hmm. if you look at baby feet, baby feet are all the same. They're not, though. You don't think so? Mm-mm. I think baby feet all look the same. They, they all look similar, but all of my kids' feet look different from each other. Okay. Well, that blows my theory. I was going to say, as you grow up and you walk, your, your feet have to yeah. um, evolve. Mm-hmm. To help your particular body type and weight yeah. walk correctly. And your style and balance and blah, blah, blah. But you just shot my theory out of the water because well, I don't guess I haven't seen enough baby feet. similar. Okay. You're not going to look at baby feet and be like, I know that that's this baby. Like you can't identify a baby by Tell their feet. Tell me how usually. your baby's feet looked different. <laughs> Let's really get into this. <sighs> You don't have to if you don't want to. Well, I don't want to say anything that might embarrass any of them. Why are feet so intimate? That's another thing. Is it because they're covered so often? Like, I get embarrassed sometimes if, some, if people that I don't know, if I see their feet. If you see their feet? Yeah. 
Oh, that's interesting. Like, oh, that's something I'm not supposed to see. It is kind of a, you're right. It is kind of a, um, it is kind of intimate. That, I never really thought about but it. But why? Is it just because we're Puritan um, weirdos <laughs> and we've turned it into something more than it is or because we cover them and wear shoes all the time? Or? So I'll tell you from my perspective. Okay. I don't like people to see my feet. There's nothing wrong with my feet, but my family messed me up on my feet. Yeah, they made fun of your feet. They made fun of my feet constantly. Yeah. And so that made me ashamed of my feet. You're self-conscious. Because they're so little. And my toes are so little. And they just gave me so much crap about it. So you're also kind of projecting your own discomfort about your feet onto other people. Yes. So you were saying it's... You feel uncomfortable when you see other people's feet. That's right. kind of how I feel about it. Like, I see other people's feet, and it's a little uncomfortable for me because I don't feel comfortable. Why do you think it makes you feel uncomfortable? I think feet are just bizarre. Feet are bizarre. And I think they're kind of gross. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're functional. They're feet. And they have a reputation for being stinky. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. You just see enough gross feet and you're like, oh, feet are nasty. Mm-hmm. And, and feet are often neglected. Yeah. And so yeah. when you neglect your feet, like when I say neglected, I mean maybe some lotion. But even people who and take pedicure. good care of their feet and have quote unquote attractive feet or pretty feet. Yeah. Like it really bugs me when people do feet selfies on social media. Who is doing a foot selfie on... So many people do. If they get a pedicure, they'll take a picture of their feet. Or, you know, when the weather turns warm, so many feet selfies. Disgusting. It's one of the things I do not miss about social media. Reason 57, I'm not on social media. Because people are obsessed with their own feet and they want to show them off. And it's like, hey, I don't see your feet. I did not plan on talking about feet today. And if somebody has funny looking feet, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it makes me think differently of them. Isn't that weird? Interesting. Like, I'll be like, I didn't know your feet looked like that. And then every time I see that person, that's all I can think about is how their feet look. <laughs> so maybe I have a maybe foot obsession. Maybe you do have a foot obsession. A little bit. I think we've just revealed it. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. But it's not like in a good way. It's like in a kind of like a who way. Kind of a keep them away from me way. Kind of, yeah. Interesting. So I'm thinking about Tarantino movies now. Oh, and Girl. I'm thinking about, I mean, Pulp Fiction specifically, I can remember Uma Thurman walking yes. around barefoot uh-huh. a lot. Yep. Every single one of his movies. Okay. There are multiple shots of feet. But anyway, my sources were Screen Rant, Showified, <laughs> Movie Web, Weird History. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, the next one I'm going to tell you about, I kind of searched it for both of us. Okay. Hussein Girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> Uh Because Bria always does that. And the shoulders have to go with it. And if you don't shake your shoulders, you're not singing it right. No, no. That's how you make the noise. Yeah, That's my shoulders making that noise, not my mouth. Uh Oh! (laughs) Because I'm so creaky and old. Oil can! (laughs) So, do you know who sang this? Well, we thought it was maybe Paula Abdul. We did think. But I don't think it is. It's not. Is it Jodie Watley? 
Mm-mm. <sighs> Never heard of this person in my life. Oh, so it was a one-hit wonder. She had three albums. For reals? Her name is Pebbles. Oh, yeah, Pebbles. I had never heard this name before, but I have heard so many of her songs. Yes. Um, her debut album was Pebbles, 1987. Uh-huh. And that had two hits. Excuse me, let me rephrase that. Two U.S. Hot 100 hits. Oh, okay. And Girlfriend was one of them. The second one, Mercedes Boy. Oh, my gosh. I know. I'm taking you in the way back machine here. Then she had another one, another hit called Love Slash Hate. And that was featured on Beverly Hills Cop 2. Okay. Babyface was featured on many of these albums as playing multiple instruments and a backup singer. I think this was back before Babyface became Babyface. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When Babyface um, was a baby? Exactly. Oh. And then, so her three albums, uh, Pebbles, 1987. Second one was Always, 1990. And then Straight From My Heart in 1995. Giving you the benefit of my love. No, of the doubt of my love. Giving you the benefit of the doubt. You remember that one? As I was listening to all these songs, I was like, I thought every one of these songs was Paul Abdul. Now, I was a whippersnapper. Yeah, you were I was still very young. Yeah. I did have access to the internet. And... What internet? Exactly. And back then, when a song came on the radio, it didn't... The name of it didn't flash up on a screen. (laughs) We are just so inundated with screens that give us information all the time, and we don't even realize we're taking in information. Yes. So I looked up Paula Abdul, because Pebbles sounds so much like Paula Abdul. So this is just a little... Comparison. Okay. Paul Abdul also had three albums. Her first one was Forever Your Girl, 1988, one year after Pebbles. Yes. Her second one was Spellbound, 1991, one year after Pebbles. Uh-huh. And then Head Over Heels, 1995, same year as Pebbles. Oh. That was it. That's Each of it. them had three albums. But I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. You want to hear it? Yeah. I think they're the same person. Oh, my gosh. Come on. <laughs> Paula Pebbles. Pebbles. I mean, you do one album, then the next year you do another album. Paula. But, this year I'm Paula, then I'm Pebbles. Oh, section. my. That's my conspiracy theory. Okay. Do you like it? I do. <laughs> I don't believe it, but I like it. <laughs> I don't believe it either, but I was just like... Did you look at pictures of Pebbles? I did. She looks like Paula Abdul. No, she doesn't. (laughs) That's my girlfriend. (laughs) Search. My last one is, how do you cheer for a team in German? (laughs) So tomorrow, as we record this, the Chiefs play the Dolphins in Germany. Oh, that's right. It's the early morning morning game. But I'll be tuning in for sure. My employer shares office space locally with another company. And the administrative assistant for that company is a huge Chiefs fan, too. And every week, I have to send her the conference room schedule because we share a conference room in the building. And we don't want to double book. And during football season, I tend to end my emails with, you know, go Chiefs or let's win Chiefs or something about the Chiefs. Like, let's not F it up this week, Chiefs. <laughs> it's 
kind of what I wanted to say this week. But this week, since they're going to be playing in Germany, I was like, oh, this will be cute. Oh. I'll say go Chiefs in German. I love it. Like, do I have time to do this? No, I don't. But I pulled up the Google Translate and, you know, it didn't really work. Because they, it wanted to translate the word chiefs as well. Uh-huh. So how would you say chiefs in German? And I was like, no, it, it would just stay chiefs. But at the same time, I don't know enough German to know which word is the chiefs word and which word is the let's go chiefs. Mm. And then it wanted to give me like some German football, like soccer football. Oh, like yes. Like chants. Right. Or songs. And I was like, I don't need anything that crazy. Yes. Finally, the two basic ways that I saw most often would be get chiefs get which would be go chiefs go or ulf gets ulf gets i chose ulf gets i like it i chose that one (laughs) ulf gets chiefs let's go chiefs okay i'd like to apologize to the japanese people (laughs) and the german people both of our both of our adversaries in world war ii i would like to apologize to you for multiple reasons, but this week for my butchering of your languages. Oh my gosh. Okay. Ulf gets chiefs. Ulf gets chiefs. My sources mm-hmm. for that were High Native and Google Translate. You're adding all your sources and I haven't added any of mine. Well, I did say you Associated about Press yeah, you and Daily about- Mail for the Colorado Funeral Home. Yeah. Um, I can tell you, for Cigar Store Indian Search, I did get some stuff from Wikipedia on that one and Britannica.com. Love me, Britannica.com. Me too. Um, And then Girlfriend came from iTunes and um, Billboard online. And also I got a little bit from Wikipedia there too because I looked up her discography there. My next one. It's all you from here on out. Okay. All right. Well, these are both pretty short. Okay. The first one is from Watching Peaky Blinders. Yeah. And what is an OBE given by British royalty? It stands for Officer of the Most Excellent Order of the British Empire. It's a British order of chivalry rewarding contributions to the arts and sciences, work with charitable and welfare organizations, and public service outside of the civil service. The OBE is one of five classes. And so within those five classes, the very top is knighthood. The second one is a dame. Like Jame Duty. Like Jame Duty. Sweet. Um, and then the next one was like a CBE, and then you've got the OBE, and then I believe the bottom one was like a E something. I don't know. Five classes of honor were established in 1917 by King George V to honor the many thousands of people who had served in a variety of non-combat roles during the First World War. At that time, when it was created, the order only had one division. So those five were only for civilian, non-combat positions. Okay. Okay? Then in 1918, it was formally divided into military and civil because they wanted to be able to recognize military achievements and honors and then also civilians. Okay. All righty? So it still stands that way today. Okay. Girl. The Brits love their tradition. Yes. They love their history. They love their ceremonies. Yes. It went on. They love on. They just love classifying people. Yes. It was and it was incredibly interesting. I would encourage everyone to look this up, but it was so much. I was like, there's I can't cover all of this. In Peaky Blinders, he demanded that in exchange for him doing this, that the king name him as an OBE. Right. For his charitable 
work because he's trying to lift himself up above being a criminal. He's trying to go straight. He's trying to go straight. He's not very good at it. No, he sucks at it. So that's, I wanted to look up because they just said OBE and then everyone starts giving him a hard time and calling him the OBE. Oh, right. Yes, I do remember that. So it kind of backfired on him a little bit. Yeah. He was getting uppity. Getting above his station. Um, one of these days I'm going to finish Peaky Blinders and no more of my searches will be associated well, with it. Same with the dollop. <laughs> but until then, we come up with oh. some interesting searches based on things. My last search is what are moon gels? Oh, yeah. I saw an advertisement for this and I thought, that sounds like something I need to buy. Really? <laughs> Maybe that's my space is dumb no. thing kicking in. Oh my gosh. What are they? Apparently, Moon Gels is a brand name. Um, they are sticky squares made of gel that a drummer would use to apply to a drum head or a cymbal to diminish high overtones. So if they put them on like the tom drums, it gives them a punchier sound. Oh, Okay. So you can change the sound or the tone of your drumming by adding these in certain areas of your drums. It muffles the higher end stuff and keeps the boomy part boomy. That is the way I understood it. <laughs> so anyway. People who play drums, let us know. I think my phone was listening to me when I was talking about Karen Carpenter and her drumming. Oh. And so now I'm getting... I'm literally getting drum advertisements. <laughs> Not even kidding. It's like... All right. Mm, gotta love the targeted ads. Maybe I'll pick up drumming. Oh. Yeah. Bria's not excited about that. Well, I don't have to live with you. Mm -mm. Just don't get any of my kids interested in it. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, that's the end of my searches, but what about this one? I have six searches that did not make the cut What's... this week because they were just... They mm. were boring? Yeah. Okay. My... Boring searches this week, or less interesting, let's just say. Yes. Were number one, Fern Sutherland. Number two, Starbucks Red Cups. Number three, Finley Farms. Ooh. Number four, Leaky Garbage Disposal Repair. <laughs> <laughs> number five, James Flynn. Number six, History of Cross Fencing in Oklahoma. Oh, that comes from the dollop, doesn't it? A little bit. It relates back to barbed wire, but actually... That term cross-fencing I saw in Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm -hmm. yeah. Here am I. Okay. But what about this one? What is Montel Williams up to these days? <laughs> the Mustang 2. Nick Bolton wrist injury slash how long will Nick Bolton be out? Okay, I've got to say this one slow. Sausazon definition. Sausazon. 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 What is Kima? What is... Dauphinoise. Mm. Those three are all from the British mm -hmm, Beach. Mm -hmm. Old Hickory slash Andrew Jackson. Chris Body Age. Kirk Cousins Torn Achilles. All right. It's time for some listener shout outs or calls to action. I have another list from Lil P. Oh, yes. He started listening to the podcast. Who says mom guilt doesn't work? <laughs> well, if you listened, you would know. He's also getting a taste for being mentioned, I think. Yeah. On something with such a large international platform as this podcast. Far and wide. Here's his list. Person with the worst and best luck. Woman who gave birth to the most babies. How many people have died due to corsets? Oh. 
and the Golden Boot Award. (laughs) All right. I like it. Yep. What should people do if they want to send us their list? Oh, you know what? They could email us at deletethishistorypodcast at gmail.com. Yes. I would love to. Or they could slide into our DMs (laughs) on Instagram and Twitter at DTHGals. Mm Mm-hmm. And they could also check in with us on Delete This History on Facebook. Yep. Um, We would also ask that you please rate and review us. That would be great. Subscribe. You'll never miss a new episode if you subscribe. That's right. Tell your friends. Mm -hmm. That's about it. I mean, we're not asking that much. Mm -mm. Just seven or eight things we need you to do. Just check them off, make a list, tick them off one at a time, and then you're just done. Yeah. It's all done. You can even take like a screenshot of a search that you did yes something like that that was really interesting you don't have to send us your whole list no you just cherry pick the ones that you think are kind of funny or interesting or you could just pick one and say hey i searched this and this is what came up and Mm -hmm. it made me think of you oh yes you know something like that always relate it to us otherwise we're not going to put it on here (laughs) obviously (laughs) because we're narcissists (laughs) hey narcissist okay (laughs) you say so (laughs) this is the girl with the podcast oh my gosh i just like talking to you i like talking to you too chill out with Mm -hmm. weird things on our ears yeah (laughs) sit across the table with our microphones propped up on our language learning cassette tape boxes these literally are cassette tape boxes aren't Mm -hmm. they what are you learning this week um i'm learning Castilian Spanish. Oh. And basic Italian. Mine is basic Spanish and advanced Spanish. That's right. Tape cassette boxes. We should take pictures of these and put them on <laughs> our social media. We need to take a picture of our setup our whole so people setup. can see how janky. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say how professional. Oh, oh, that's what I meant too. That's and, what janky means. Yeah. Neat and tidy. The spaghetti monster in the middle. Yeah, the wires everywhere. (laughs) So people could see that you too could do a podcast. It doesn't have to be in a studio somewhere. Mm -mm. Kara. Yes, Bria. I really, really, really need to go do something. What are you going to go do? Bleat my history. Oh, I'm going to do that too. All right. I'll see you next week. Alrighty. Bye. Bye. Delete This History is created, written, hosted, produced, and edited by Bria Brown and Kara Birch. Theme music is So Good by Orcas. Email us at deletethishistorypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DTHGals. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Short searches provided by Busy Life and Apathy. Apathy.